0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the saint of Calcutta, introduction, the documents continued. Likewise, her spiritual director, Father Van Exum, for years struggled against Mother Teresa's insistence to destroy the documents related to her inspiration in 1946. He tried to persuade her to keep them for the benefit of the future generations of her followers. In 1981, he wrote to her, A last point for me has been a shock. I do not know what happened to the documents kept by Father Henry. When I went to St. Teresa's last year, I could find nothing anymore. Where are the documents now? I surely do not want this to happen in my case. Finally, he gave in. Shortly before his death in 1993, Father Van Exum described the details to Archbishop Henry de Souza, the Archbishop of Calcutta at that time. Your Grace, I am returning with thanks the documents you sent to me before leaving for Hong Kong. Regarding the copybook of Mother Teresa, I add the following. Mother wrote this herself. It is apparently a diary, but it's not. It was surely written in part sometime after the events. Did mother have any notes? I do not know. It is possible since she put so many dates. In some places, I added the month and the year. At the beginning of the congregation, mother, after answering the letters she received, used to give them to me to keep them for her. After some time, it may have been in Creek Lane, she wanted to burn all the letters I had received from her. I had by then two trunks of letters from her, one trunk of letters from benefactors and one of other correspondence. I refused to give permission to destroy the letters and told her she should apply to Archbishop Perrier, Superior General of the MCs, Missionaries of Charity. Mother went to Archbishop Perrier and to, who told her, Mother, write the history of the congregation and Father Van Exum will give you all the letters. Mother started writing the present book with data from December 21st, 1948 till June 11, 1949. In the evening, she was so tired that she could not continue the history for long. When Archbishop Dyer took over from Archbishop Perrier, Mother went to him for the same permission. He asked her what Archbishop Perrier had decided and told her to do that. Then came Archbishop Albert Vincent, who was emphatic in his refusal. In 1969, Archbishop Pikachi came to Calcutta and mother told me not to mention anything about her letters to him. She knew what he would say. In the 70s and the 80s, she continued to insist on destroying the letters. Mother was elected superior general of a pontifical congregation since 1965, and there was no ruling from any archbishop. So I sent the trunks of letters to Mother, but in a long letter I explained to her that some of the letters did not belong to her, but to her congregation. The copy book of Mother remained with me till I sent it to your grace. Today I send back the documents I received from you. Although knowledge of her inspiration remained the privilege of Father Van Exum and Archbishop Perrier, a number of priests over the years came to know of Mother Teresa's spiritual darkness. She revealed her interior state only because she felt God urging her to do so. Her own personal preferences did not matter, Him she could not refuse. These priests proved to be valuable helpers, real Simons of Cyrene, on this way of the cross. The recipients of these letters were the first ones to realize that the darkness was an essential element of her vocation. And they foresaw that making it known would offer precious testimony of Mother Teresa's holiness and help continue her mission beyond her lifetime. Father Nooner explained. Against her explicit request to burn these pages after I had read them, I felt I had to preserve them as they revealed an aspect of her life, the real depth of her vocation, of which no one seemed to be aware. All saw her courageous struggle in establishing her work, her outgoing love for the poor and suffering, the care for her sisters. But the spiritual darkness remained her secret. She seemed cheerful in her daily life, tireless in her work. The inner agony would not weaken her activities. With her inspiring leadership, she guided her sisters, started new centers, became famous. But inside she was in utter emptiness. These pages reveal the supporting power on which her mission rested. It would be important for her sisters and many others to know that her work had its root in the mystery of Jesus's mission, in union with him who dying on the cross felt abandoned by his father. On some of the letters and notes about her interior darkness, Mother Teresa had written Matter of Conscience. For Mother Teresa, every word she wrote about her interior darkness, whether indicated or not, would fall into this category. One of the priests who knew about her darkness sheds light on the reasons for preserving and revealing these documents. Would Mother, now that she is no longer with us on earth, still object to these letters having been preserved by Cardinal? Pikachu, and now after her and his death brought into the open? By now, she no doubt has understood that she belongs to the church. It is traditional teaching that the mystical charism of God's close friends is meant not primarily for themselves, but for the good of the whole church. Many people who go through similar trials may gain courage and help from these letters. There are probably many more such persons than we think, though in various degrees of intensity. As to Mother Teresa's expression, part of my confession, it should be understood that what Mother Teresa meant was not part of the sacrament of reconciliation. One cannot make a sacramental confession by writing one's sins on a piece of paper and sending it to a priest's. The priests, recipients of her letters, understood her well, She had written what she was not able to say when she went to meet them for spiritual direction. It was her way of indicating that the matter was confidential. For her, it meant the same as matter of conscience. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mother Teresa wanted her private letters about the inspiration to found the missionaries of charity, the religious order of nuns, the sisters who carry on her unique work for the poorest of the poor. She wanted the letters about the inspiration to found that and the letters dedicated to her interior darkness to be destroyed. She primarily was interested in the letters about the Inspiration about Jesus speaking to her to be destroyed because she didn't want attention drawn to herself. She wanted attention drawn to Christ and the poor. That's the way she was viewing things. But those that were involved in helping her were also trying to figure out what to do. Generally, St. Therese says we're bad judges in our own case. And these priests and bishops were having to think about the good of the church, the good of the society, the good of individual souls who suffer similar kinds of darkness. That is, similar kinds of interior awarenesses, interior understandings, interior blockages, that God doesn't love them, that God is far away that they are unwanted. This is what Mother Teresa lived with, and this is what other people live with. And these priests, some of them, realized that her writings would be useful for those people. Others realized her writings would be useful for her own sisters to understand the source of her work. And other people thought, no, they'll be very, very useful for understanding how this thing developed, and how God leads souls. Mother Teresa is a sort of incredible illustration of the whole theology, the whole approach of Father de Cossard in the abandonment to Divine Providence. She exemplifies so often everything he teaches there. And so for various reasons, priests were holding on to her letters. And finally, these were eventually, in the book we're reading, were brought together and published together with commentary. Now, what we want to stress tonight is this, that just as all the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, baptism, confession, work in view of the power of Christ's passion, his suffering, the sacraments, in other words, have their spiritual strength through his passion and death. They apply to us what he won for us. The inner strength of how confession takes away sins is because it's sprinkling us with the very blood of Jesus. Well, something very similar is going on in Mother Teresa's life and in her whole religious family of the missionaries of charity. At the core of it is Mother Teresa's own share in Christ's suffering. Mother Teresa participated in what Jesus experienced on the cross. His thirsting for love, his own darkness, in a smaller way, in a lesser way, but a real way, that entered into Mother Teresa's soul. And that's what she lived. And the power that radiated from her and the power that continues to radiate is rooted in that sharing in Christ's passion. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.